You're listening to the New York Encounter podcast. The 2023 New York Encounter just wrapped up, and we'd like to thank the over 400 volunteers who came to New York to help make it possible. We also want to thank everyone who made a financial contribution to the New York Encounter this year. And if you haven't, it's not too late. You can always head to newyorkencounter.org donate and contribute today. Hello, everybody. Cardinal Timothy Dolan here speaking to you from uh, my residence right behind our beloved St. Patrick's Cathedral, America's uh, parish church. Can we begin in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit? Praise be Jesus Christ now and forever. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. It's a real honor and joy to, to greet you of Comunione Liberazione and uh, to, uh, especially as you begin this virtual um, encounter. I've always looked forward now, I'm, uh, I'm into my 13th year as Archbishop of New York. And I think for most of those years, I've had the honor and the joy of being with you live and in color uh, in, uh, in, uh, here in, in uh, New York. And I always look forward to it. I'm, I'm inspired by you all and I love uh, communion and liberation and your movement. And I meet so many of your people and it's so clear to me that you're, you're trying with extraordinary energy and trust in the Lord to be lights to the world and salt to the earth as Father Giussani asked. And so that's why I kind of uh, relish being with you every year, just to tell you that in person, how welcome you are in the archdiocese, how much I love you, uh, how impressed and uh, how much I admire the, the beautiful charism and apostolate of, uh, of Comunione e Liberazione. And just to encourage you to keep up the good work. We need you more than ever. I was impressed this year um, with the uh, theme of your encounter, When Reality Hits. Whoever prepared this great flyer and presentation and, and invitation for the encounter did a, did a sterling job, and I thank you for it. Because when reality hits, can we talk about that for a minute? When reality hits. Uh, the, uh, the author of the invitation and the little flyer uh, pushing the participation in the encounter this year was right on target when he spoke about these last almost year now have really been uh, an encounter with reality. And we're speaking about the, the, the grittiness, the challenges, the difficulties, the sorrow, the challenges, the tensions uh, that we face in this world, what we usually call reality. And you, when you think about the COVID, which is still raging, I'm looking out now at, upon you, many of you have struggled through the COVID, or you've lost people very dear to you or been by the, their bedsides uh, when they needed help, or worse, unable to be by their bedsides because we couldn't travel or because people were quarantined. So we've got that reality of COVID. We had the re reality of the violence over the summer uh, and that uh, extraordinarily uh, neuralgic reminder of the racism that still does curse uh, our culture. And then of course we had the reality of the, of the terrible uh, political divisiveness and tension that led to the, uh, the very, very troubling invasion of the Capitol on January 6th. So reality has been, uh, we've stared reality in the eyes these past months, haven't we? My message to you this morning though, is rather simple, all right? But I hope you would agree that it's one that we need to recall 
and to make sure it settles deep down in our heart and soul. And that's the question of what is reality? We tend to think of the natural, worldly, daily, visible things that confront us every day. We tend to think of that as reality. Reality begins when the alarm clock goes off in the morning. Reality means work. It means family duties. It means school. It means difficulty. It means paying the bills. It means shopping. It means uh, the love and, yes, sometimes the uh, impatience that we experience uh, with the people uh, with whom we live. We, reality usually means money and politics and, and violence and all the tribulation in the world. And in the common parlance, that is reality. But you and I believe that reality, reality is God and the things of God. That what really matters and what really endures, what is really real, pardon me for kind of repeating that word, but what is really real are things that we cannot see, all right? I'm, I'm, I'm re reminded of St. Paul, who speaks to us very beautifully on this topic, on his, uh, his uh, second letter to the Corinthians, when he says, we do not fix our gaze on what is seen, but what is unseen. What is seen is transitory. What is unseen lasts forever. For you, for me as believers, it is the unseen, it is the invisible that is truly real. What do we mean by that? That it's going to endure, that it, it hits us at the basis of our very life, okay? Uh, what is unseen will not allow the reality that we face in daily worldly life to knock us off our course because the real, the invisible, the unseen is eternal. It's durable. It is God and the things of God. I always love it. It's not that long ago, is it? It's six, seven weeks ago when we were celebrating the Christmas season. And in the preface that we use at Christmas, there's a number of them. I'm thinking of the first preface for the Nativity of the Lord. We <clears throat> listen to this. For in the mystery of the word made flesh, Jesus, okay, the second person of the most blessed Trinity, God, the son, the eternal word. Okay. For in the mystery of the word made flesh, that of course is the incarnation for the mystery of the word made flesh, a new light of your glory has shown upon the eyes of our mind. So that as we recognize in him, Jesus, our Lord and savior, the way, the truth and the life, as we recognize in him, God made visible, we may be, listen, we may be caught up through him in love of things invisible, love of things invisible. If you think of what is most real in our lives, are they not most of the time? You, 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 can't, you can't put them under a microscope. You can't uh, dissect them. You can't chart them. You can't see them. You can't touch them, okay? And yet they're extraordinarily real. Beginning with the word incarnate, Jesus Christ. Without seeing him, we believe in him, as the Bible tells us, all right? And he is the most real person ever. 
all right? Jesus Christ, he is utter reality. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. He's going to endure. And all this reality that we kind of grapple with out there, and especially this last year, they can never, they can never blind us, all right, to thinking that's all there is. Because all that there is, in essence, is invisible. I'm thinking of faith. I'm thinking of hope. I'm thinking of love. I'm thinking of friendship. I'm thinking of loyalty. Uh, I'm thinking of good, true, and beautiful. Now, we can see evidence of that, okay, but those realities Boy, they, 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 they can't be seized. They, we, we don't read about them in the newspaper, okay? But those are the utter realities that guide and direct our lives. Now, God our Father is so practical, and he loves us so much as his children, or the love of his life, that he knows that we do need to see the invisible. We need to see evidence of that here. All right. So, of course, the mystery of the incarnation, what, what, what Father Giussani speaks about so very often, that the invisible became visible because God knows he made us. All right. That we need uh, we need the physical. We need the bodily. We need the tactile. We need to be able to see and feel and hear and embrace. And so his only begotten son, the second person of the most blessed Trinity, utter reality, utterly invisible, became visible, all right? So God is good to us, and that he kind of knows that we need some, some, something to kind of see and feel and hear and touch. His holy word in the Bible, no? I'm thinking of the sacraments, those mysteries, as you know, an ancient word for the seven sacraments were the mysteries, the sacred mysteries. Those mysteries that are invisible, but are utterly real, he said, I need to give some physical evidence. So we use water in baptism. We use words in the sacrament of penance. We use oil and the anointing of the sick and confirmation and holy ardors. We use bread and wine at mass, don't we? Because those continue the realities of the incarnation, as Pope St. Leo the Great said, in the seven mysteries, the seven sacraments, and even my brothers and sisters in the church itself, church with a capital C, even though the church is an invisible reality, okay, the continuing presence of Christ in the world, uh, we, we do see the structured church, the institutional church, reminding us of that e eternal invisible reality. Does that make sense? So I just wanted to suggest that as you begin this encounter that I trust is going to be as worthwhile and filled with grace and blessing as the ones that I've been honored to participate in really in the past. <coughs> I'm just wondering if that could be a, a, a point of your meditation and consideration, that when reality hits, we don't just mean uh, the challenges, the crunch, the grittiness, of day-to-day -day life, we mean the utter reality of God and the things of God and the things that God has revealed to us. There is 
reality, all right? And never let us forget that because we are people, you and I are people that believe that what is unseen is infinitely more important than what we can see. That's where reality is. I just made my annual retreat a couple of weeks ago. And as I was leaving, uh, I said to the priest who had been with me on retreat, I said, oh, back to reality <laughs> at the end of retreat. This was nice, but now I got to get back to reality. And it dawned on me, I said, Dolan, this has been reality. What I've just been through these last five days, uh, immersing myself in God's holy word, praying in front of the most blessed sacrament, reading uh, what the saints said about the eternal truths. That's reality. And the conversion of heart that I trust by the mercy of God took place in my own uh, clogged up heart. Uh, that conversion of heart, which really my cardiologist couldn't see because it's invisible, is the most real of all. Thanks for listening. I trust that next year I'll be able to see. I hope I'll still be virtual insofar as I'm virtuous, but God willing, we'll be able to be together in person. Okay. God bless you. Praise be Jesus Christ now and forever. Thank you for listening to the New York Encounter podcast. We hope you liked what you heard. If you did, please consider posting a review on whatever platform you listen on. Those reviews really help the podcast reach more listeners. If you share the podcast on social media, please tag the New York Encounter. On Twitter, we're at NY Encounter.